0: Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C-Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I'm James Kotecki, your host in the C-Space Studio here at CES 2020. And we're here with Mary Lee Sachs, the CEO of BrandPie. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here. And can I first get you to just define your own brand? What is BrandPie?
1: Pie is a brand consulting firm which is built on the concept of purpose. So we were founded in 2008 in London. We opened in New York about four years ago. And the pie of Pie, which sounds a bit whimsical, actually is an anagram that stands for purpose, identity, and engagement, both internal and external engagements. And that's pretty much
0: what we do. So what does it mean for a brand to have a purpose? Is that different somehow than for a person to have a purpose?
1: It's actually aligned. But basically, our concept of purpose is that um, a purpose is something that a a company will have that is more uh, about creating financial wealth for their shareholders. Mm -hmm. It is is their DNA, their North Star. Um, It guides their business. It is an attraction for talent. Um, It is really beyond making a profit.
0: Um, I spoke to a Facebook executive earlier about this, and I asked a a, a cynical question just to kind of play the devil's advocate. And I'll ask it to you as well, which is, could I cynically say as a business, "Ah, purpose is a nice-to-have, it's something I can just do later once I figure out my business model? You may hear some version of this in your work. How do you respond to that? Uh,
1: Yes, that does happen. Um, I would say... um, It doesn't happen as much with younger companies as it does with older companies who are kind of more set in their ways and it becomes a little bit more difficult to change direction or to think about something differently. Um, But it is becoming um, much more uh, of a must-have, particularly in these days of the importance of transparency and truth, attracting talent, um, having a raison d'etre to get up in the morning to go to work, Uh, it's becoming much more important.
0: And are you engaging in advising brands to help find their purpose, clarify their purpose? Where do you come into the picture? All of
1: the above. Our purpose is to help organizations find their purpose. Great.
0: So give me an example of how that happens. I mean, I'm especially curious if there's someone who comes to you, doesn't seem to know their purpose, how do you take them from that point to a point of purpose-driven brand building?
1: We do a lot of discovery. So we will talk to employees, We will talk to partners, their business partners, their customers, their executive leadership team, um, and really distill that down into what is the North Star for the organization. We'll look at the space that they operate in, their business model, their ambition, their strategy, um, and all of that feeds into defining the purpose.
0: Do you have a few favorite examples, clients, maybe not even clients, that that, that, uh, define for you what purpose means?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, when I think about the big brands that would come to mind, Unilever is one, and I see that Alan Jope is here speaking Mm -hmm. at CES this year. Um, They have been behind purpose for many years, and um, they walk the talk. Uh, Their business is driven by purpose. Um, J&J is another one, which I think is one that has been doing this for a number of years. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah. And does, this is a technology conference, Does technology change the way one goes about finding a purpose? I mean, purpose seems like one of these timeless concepts that it wouldn't impact. But I just wonder if people are, get more information than ever before, or they're on social media, or are there, are there other ways that technology actually changes how people discover purpose?
1: A lot of ways. Um, so yes, when I mentioned truth to transparency, obviously a customer or a potential customer can go online now and look at everything that that mm-hmm. business stands for. Um, so it's becoming more important yeah. to stand for something yeah. um, beyond making a profit. But um, from the point of view of discovering purpose, this, we use a lot of technology in our methodology. Um, we use a collaboration platform um, to really, it's, I kind of call it a focus group on crack um, because it allows us to talk to thousands of employees at one time and really get a sense of what they think the organizational purpose is and that feeds into our whole discovery process.
0: And are there things like, uh, does, does artificial intelligence or kind of data aggregation come into this as well? Or, um, because there's qualitative data and there's quantitative data, and there's ways to take more qualitative data and make it more quantitative. So, how do you combine those two kinds of inputs?
1: I don't think it has yet, but I think there's scope for doing that, mm-hmm. particularly um, as everything becomes much more personal and human mm-hmm. um, and wanting to be more um, individualized. Definitely, there's scope for that.
0: I'd like to think, as an interviewer, that this kind of one on one conversation, which I assume is also good for discovery. Something that can't be automated or, or replicated, Correct. but maybe it can be augmented by some of these technologies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I can look. You know, what is the data telling me people want to know about, and then I just ask one-on-one questions and kind of dive deeper into yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you. Uh, you do this all the time. Is is finding purpose hard? Is it supposed to be hard? Is there? Is do people overcomplicate it?
1: Um, That's an interesting question. I think that um, it can be difficult if there's dissonance at the sort of leadership team level. Um, One of our biggest challenges is getting everyone aligned around a common theme or a set of values. Um, But generally speaking, the discovery speaks for itself. If you've done your homework um, and you really know what the organization is trying to do, it becomes a little bit more obvious.
0: Because one of the things that, that, you know, Must happen is that you're getting kind of different inputs, right, on purpose from different people. And so, how do you synthesize that? I imagine sometimes, you know, as you know, thinking about it from a marketing perspective, even when you go through this process, you're uncovering, you're pulling up the rug, you're uncovering certain things that people never thought about before. And so, when they're arguing about something, they may actually be arguing about something much broader that maybe you even as an outside consultant cannot solve for them. There's fundamental existential questions of their business obviously built into what you do. So how does that process play out and how do you get through that?
1: I think it's really just teasing out the sort of commonalities, the common themes that you can find um, and yes, that that does happen. Um, it's really just looking at what the company is trying to do and where it can go, what the scope is, um, and taking it forward. You know, one of the things that I think um, is an important role for us is to be the independent outside view, the objective view, Um, because I think a lot of times when an organization tries to find its purpose themselves, they're so inward thinking um, and so blinkered that they don't necessarily speak to some of the outside um, factors or
0: think about that. So I think that's a really important role. You wrote a book in 2013 called What the New Breed of CMOs Know that You Don't.
1: Catchy title, Uh, eh? I I love it. Uh,
0: it is now 2020. What are the things that the best CMOs know that the other ones don't?
1: Well, that book was based on a lot of interviews with a lot of different CMOs, and they all came from different backgrounds, and they some of them were new CMOs, some of them were creating a CMO position in their organization. They were all very different, but the one thing they had in common was a huge curiosity. Perpetual curiosity, I'm always wanting to learn, always wanting to push the boundaries, and I don't think that's changed. I think that the boundaries have gotten bigger um, or more depth, uh, there's more depth there, but I think that um, CMOs now have a bigger role to play, but that has not changed. And as long as they're always looking for the next thing and curious, I think that that's the most important.
0: What's the minute you're curious about for the year 2020?
1: I'm curious about where all the technology is going to connect to the human. So, you know, we're coming out of a decade of social, um, and we seem to be entering a decade of individual um, privacy, um, AI, and how that plays to personalization. I think that will be really interesting to look at the human component.
0: Uh, finally, you are an agency. Do you use the term agency to describe what you do? We use consultancy. Consultancy. We- um, you know, I'm curious. You would talk to different, you know, advertising agencies, and a lot of those people are here. Does that does that term have have meaning anymore? How's that term? How, have you seen that term change? Oh, sure. I think yeah. it does
1: have meaning. I think that um, when you say it, though, it means a lot more than it used to. Yes. So I think. Um, the, the agency or consulting landscape has changed so dramatically. There's so many more players and there's, they're doing so many more different things that I think it's really hard to be, um, to be classified as one particular type of agency.
0: And a way to stand out, however, is to define clearly one's purpose. Exactly. <laughs> Mary-Lee Sachs, CEO of Brand Pie. thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network.